And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another, which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the one who will be here with you each and every Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness change maker that is also out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can hear me discussing topics such as my favorite thought-provoking quotes, reading and discussing wisdom from empowering books, playing clips from various inspirational spiritual teachers, sharing a bit of mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and essentially digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you into positive vibrations on a consistent basis. Also, I'm thrilled to announce that the Positive Head Podcast has a new sponsor. And it's a bit of a mouthful for me to explain all the juicy details. So if you've already heard this, feel free to skip forward about two minutes to get to today's episode. When I originally launched this podcast, I made a deal with myself that I'd never bring on a sponsor that I wasn't extremely excited about and that I didn't believe wholeheartedly could greatly benefit my audience. Well, fast forward a little over a year later to Burning Man 2016, where I caught the angelic lightworker Sonia Sophia from the World Tapping Circle facilitating a live tapping session for hundreds of people at once, many of whom, including myself, were either crying or laughing with joy from the emotional release the session had helped facilitate for them. At the end, as soon as I heard Sonia mention her incredible new online platform to help bring the powerful tool of tapping to people anywhere around the world, I knew I had to contact her. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with tapping or EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, its praises have been sung by the likes of Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, many, many other thought leaders in the consciousness community. Uh, It's an extremely powerful quantum level self-healing tool based on the premise that emotional trauma contributes greatly to disease and illness, and by tapping on key meridians on your body while addressing those traumas, you can release the deeply ingrained energy blockages associated with them. I believe tapping is the perfect physical exercise to go along with the heart and mind work we're consistently doing on this podcast, and it's by far the simplest exercise I've seen to help remove people's energetic blockages. Now, The World Tapping Circle offers a lot of flexibility to join their healing circle, which takes place live every Monday night. I personally recommend signing up for the yearly plan and committing yourself to tapping for the next 12 months. Also, Sonia's team has been gracious enough to offer a huge 35% discount off the yearly plan to Positive Head listeners only. This is exclusively for this show. So if you'd like to sign up and receive the special Positive Head discount and get tapping immediately, simply go to World 
tappingcircle.com forward slash positive head. Hope to see y'all in circle. All right, all you positive heads. On this week's interview episode, I'm very excited to have Julia Cannon here with me on the show. Julia is an author, radio show host, and practitioner of quantum healing hypnosis therapy. Julia keeps herself quite busy filling some very big shoes uh, by carrying on the legacy of her mother, who is the acclaimed spiritual teacher, Dolores Cannon. Hey there, Julia. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's such a pleasure <laughs> to have you on. And I was so, uh, so excited when our mutual friend, Erica Middlemas, uh, connected us, who is also a QHHT yeah. practitioner and was on the show not so long ago and has, has done some co-hosting with me and, and so forth. And so, uh, yeah, this is going to be great to, to dive in and pick your brain. You have a lot interesting going on, but I will start at the beginning. The same, I always start with the same question and end with the same question. So, um, you're in an elevator. The person next to you looks over, says, what's your passion? You have 10 floors to answer. What do you say? Teaching Teach and helping people to understand that they are so much more than they are and to be motivated to be that. Right, right. I no wonder you're on the show. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Um, oh. So let, let, let's start with your uh, upbringing and background. That had to be quite an interesting uh childhood and you know with your mother of course and maybe you can you can start just telling us a little bit for those who aren't familiar with your mother's work maybe you can share a little bit of of that and then sort of what it was like growing up uh with Dolores Cannon okay well actually I'll add another layer to that it it actually I have two parents and my father was the original hypnotist so many people don't know that yes really and yes and my mother learned from my father Interesting. Yeah, I know. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Uh huh. And that's what I grew up with. And my father learned because we were a military family and uh, we're traveling all over the world. And my father Mm -hmm. learned hypnosis in the Philippines while they were stationed there. We were all stationed there. And Uh so he was doing, and it was the old fashioned technique of, you know, watch the shiny object and all the old routines Mm -hmm. of testing and everything. And he would help people with the habits. This is back in the 60s. You know, okay. helping them with habits and, um, you know, help them relax, things like that. And so this was just, you know, their their thing. But, you know, growing up with it, you know, I, we didn't know a whole lot about what they were doing because we were all in school. And um, it was just their thing. I mean, I, I, um, we always had an odd, an interesting, I guess, lifestyle just because we were moving all the time. And so we were raised to be open and adaptable. Um, And, you know, so that was the different thing. Um, We were around, most of the time we were around other military families and children um, who were used to that. And a few times you'd be mixed with other people within the community because we'd go to the public schools. And so you'd be around that. So um, you would... You know, they'd be those, you know, they were, I guess they were used to it, too, being around the military brats, and that's what they call the children um, of the military. Right, so, right. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, um, I'm from a family. My, 
My roots are in Norfolk, Virginia, which is the biggest naval uh, base in the world. My grandfather was mm-hmm. career Navy and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, actually at Pearl Harbor when it got bombed. So I always oh. uh, share that little tidbit of interesting. I always, uh, I always am thankful for the fact that he was a good swimmer because he jumped and swam and if he hadn't survived, you know, but yeah, so I, I'm from the same sort of background, although my family, you know, was by the time I was born, you know, my, my dad was in the Navy for a very short period of time, but I was stationary. So it seems like that's sort of a common thing with military families. So, you know, moving mm-hmm. around a whole lot and what a different sort of experience, life experience as a child that gives you, huh? Absolutely. And that's so cool. Yeah, that my father was Navy as well. So that's very cool. That's exciting. What an yeah, exciting story. Yeah, oh, we got that in common. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, very. Um, yeah, and it does. It, it creates... Um, like I said, an adaptability, uh, a worldliness. I mean, we were younger when we were doing that, um, when all that traveling was going on, but I'm sure it, it does affect you, even though you're young, it affects you in some way. Um, and definitely the moving and having to pick up and go very quickly and you're leaving your friends. But when you go to another place, you have, you're making friends. So you learn to, to make friends quickly, you know? So it's not like you have these, attachments these lifelong attachments and so that's one thing that i never i never did learn how to do is make lifelong attachments so that's one thing that's missing (laughs) so i see oh don't feel sorry for me but anyway um, (laughs) (laughs) but but you learn how to to do the other and that's how to very quickly you know, get to know people. And so, so you have this other thing happening, uh, which, and you have this worldly, you know, you learn how to, to adapt into new customs and, and, uh, uh, mm-hmm. circumstances and things like that. So it's, it's really, you know, I think it's a, a pretty good payoff, <laughs> you know, a switch off. Thing. Yeah. So, um, um, but, and then also, I guess by, by that, I don't know, they were always very open-minded and they taught us to be open-minded about cultures and, and because we were in all these different things, you know, you have all these different um, things that you're around cultures and practices and, and things. So you're not ever bound to one way of life. And so yeah, they say, that, if you want to, sorry to yeah. interrupt, but they say, if no. you want to, to, uh, you know, get rid of any sort of racism and so forth is, is travel around the world, right? It's, it, gives you a perspective that's totally different than being in the same culture, the same sort of traditions in one small area of the world or country, right? Absolutely. In fact, the traveling that I, I did with my mother these last, right before she passed, I mean, we traveled together teaching the classes oh, for like 11 years. And wow. we kept saying, I mean, that was one of her saying, she kept saying, you know, people, if people traveled more, there would not be wars because right. you would see that, yeah, you would see that we're all the same, you know, we're just people. Everybody's just out there just trying to do their best to raise their families and, and just take care of everything. You know, they're not, we're all the same. Right. And that's it. <laughs> you know, we're right, just doing right, our right. things out there. So, um, and, you know, we just have maybe some different belief systems and that's it. But we, we, but you learn to accept everybody, you know, we're all equal. We're all, you know, we're all the same. Yeah. And even when you look at it at at a physical (laughs) level, you know, something that I heard in the last year that really blew my mind was you and I are more like a bonobo or a chimp 
than an eastern elephant <laughs> is to a western elephant. <laughs> so, I mean, we're we're not only super close to one another, it, you know. So when we start creating these separations, it's like you know, their mm-hmm. their race versus our race, or whites and blacks and Asians and all these different things. Mm-hmm. They're so darn similar. Not you know, not only to of course at a spiritual level, but physically. I mean, when you're closer to a, a chimp than uh, two mm-hmm. different elephants are to each other, uh, you know. It's Scientifically yeah. speaking, that's a wild thing to really, you know, contemplate and understand. Yeah, wrap your head around that one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <ahead>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, really, that puts things into perspective. Right. You know, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we're raised, you know, we were raised being raised that way. And another thing, um, my mother I guess she was always kind of into different things because somewhere in there, I mean, she was, she's read fate magazine from the, from its inception. And I think they began like in 1950. So somewhere right in there. So that's showing you that she was always open to the Mm. strange and unusual. She was always into this. And I've never heard of fate. Oh, you have fate magazine. Mm. No, that's, I'll have to look it up now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've been around a very long time. Sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah, she had some of their original copies. I mean, she collected them forever. She had their original copies (laughs) from the beginning. That's cool. Um, Yeah. Um, But they they write about, uh, it's just the strange and unusual paranormal. Uh, They've just always been around, you know. So they were the original magazine yeah. that wrote on these topics. Um, Interesting. Yeah, exactly. And so that was one thing. And then somewhere in there, and I'm not sure how it began or when it began, she read palms, you know, just oh, as wow. a hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so things like that. See, she, and she would, and when we were at, um, she would be at uh, like her, the Navy's wives clubs meetings and things like that, or any kind of dinner functions. It always ended up being, it turned into her end up reading palms. <laughs> she ended up being the entertainment. <laughs> so, that's funny. I know. And it just, that's just things that she did. I mean, it wasn't like it was spooky or anything. It was just kind of a matter of fact thing, you know, that she did. And she would show us all the time well, the, what the lines mean and stuff. And it was just a matter of fact. You know, that this is what it does. And then astrology, the same way. We were always just looking that things like this is, you know, this is interesting. It's factual. It's just, it's just, this is where right. you're learning more things. It's not like it was anything, ooh, weary, eerie. Right, you know, right, it, right. It, wasn't, it was just, this is really interesting. And then the tarot, when it came around, I remember I was a teenager and she was interested in that. And so we kind of, we kind of both learned it together and we were, were reading cards and stuff. So it's like, see, that's how we did, you know, it was just, right, right. we were always learning things and stuff. And so that's what it was like growing up in this household. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Very different than probably a lot of the listeners upbringing. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, really not that strange hearing you, you know, it sounds like all, all in all, it was pretty, pretty normal. And, you know, I guess, was it, how old were you when she started really gaining notoriety, uh, you know, as a, you know, with QHHT and so forth? Oh, I was already, um, 
Oh, goodness. I was gone out of the house and everything. I was okay. probably in my, um, let's see, when QHHT really started gaining strength, I was actually working with her and, and we were working together and moving it mm-hmm. and stuff. So that had been the last 20 years. I'm not going to give away my age. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. So for those who aren't familiar or maybe haven't heard the uh, conversation with Erica, and and by the way, guys, you can go back if you look up the interview with Erica Middlemiss uh, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, We talk in detail about QHHT. So I I won't, you know, ask you to do that, but maybe you can just give a real quick uh, overview of what what that is for the, the listeners who aren't familiar. Sure. Um, Actually, I could go back a little further about kind of how it came about, and that might be something that that would be missing. Um, Because the whole thing about, you know, when mom started doing hypnosis, like I said, it started with my father. And Mm -hmm. this was where he would work with, like, people from the the military base as they were having issues and everything. This is when they came back to the States from the Philippines after the Mm -hmm. war and everything, uh, the Vietnam war, he was stationed over there. And, um, so they were, they came back and we were stationed in Corpus Christi, uh, Texas. Mm -hmm. Well, first we asked either was there and then we were stationed in Beeville, Texas. So now we're in Beeville. Okay. Um, and there would be people coming, you know, he would be, doing habits and, and things because people knew he, he could do hypnosis and stuff. So his name was getting around that he could do this. And there was a lot right. of that going on. And now, but some people were still being sent back, you know, because uh, there's still some parts of the Vietnam War being done. And gotcha. um, so there was a lot of, there there really a lot of anxiety, you know, they didn't want to go back. <laughs> sure. you know? And so he was working with them to help them, you know, with that, the anxiety and to help them relax and, and everything. So his name was really getting around. Um, and so they were getting a lot of business that way. Um, although he would never take payment. It was just, he was, he was becoming known for his abilities. And oh, wow. um, so, then a doctor on the base had had this patient who had was a female had a, mm-hmm. a nervous eating disorder and it was causing her to be have a lot of health issues you know high blood pressure kidney problems and um, and uh, the onset of diabetes because of this you know nervous right. eating situation so she had wondered if hypnosis would be helpful and so she asked her doctor about it, and he said, well, it couldn't hurt. And so he, you know, he was fine with it. And so she had heard about my father, and so she came to him. And, um, and that was the first time he'd ever worked with any medical situations, anything for medical like that. And gotcha. so um, so this is what kind of began everything. Um, so they started working together, and um, and this is how, see, my mother was always there just helping. She was assisting, um, holding the microphone, just working with him, and this is how she learned in the process. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why I always, I always like to make a big thing out of this, because people see her as this master, you know, and all this, and it's like, you need to see how she began. She wasn't always <laughs> right, this master, very humbly. you know, right. absolutely, you know, Um and just she just never quit, and she was so curious. And this is what's getting ready to come up. Um, she, um, they, okay. So 
this this patient, you know, they kept working, you know, weekly. And like I said, they was working with the old fashioned techniques and everything. And this this patient was a or this now she's his client was an excellent excellent subject. Uh, it was mm. one of these at that time was very very rare. Would go so deep into a mm. very very deep level, what they call sonambulistic level, and would okay. totally you know just you know, just become really, really deep. And, and uh, when they would go into, if they happened as a test, what he would do as a test, he would just kind of regress to an earlier point in the life, like into childhood. And she would right. completely become that child, you know, the mannerisms, the voice, wow. everything. And so they were just like, oh my gosh, this is just astounding. You know, it's such wow. a wonderful yeah. subject. And so, um, and then, and then she, in the process, all of her medical conditions were were completely being alleviated. You know, everything was working wonderfully. Um, so anyway, somewhere, this is like in 68, 1968. Okay, okay, so this is where we have to transpose ourselves into that era. <laughs> right, and, right. And, and, and remember what things were like. Okay, they weren't like they are now as far as what was around and the mental attitudes. Um, this woman had somehow heard, you know, it's like something about reincarnation and Mm -hmm. it was like, it was just a tinkling of something, you know, somewhere she had heard it. And so Uh she was wondering about wonder if, you know, it was possible to maybe, you know, explore, you know? And so she Uh had asked, you know, what do you think? You think we could maybe see if there's you know, something back there. And, and my parents also had kind of, because remember my mother's reading fate magazine. And so there's like right, little, right, right. little tinklings of something, you know, and the, right, right. In the Western, in the Western world, there's just like nothing here at that time. Yeah. Eastern right. world, they believe this, but over here, right. there's nothing. I think there was like two books out and mm-hmm. that was it. And so they're like, well, you know, okay, well, we, what, what's it, you know, may, we can try, we can see if, you know, right. there's, we can try. And so yeah. my father's working on it and he's like taking her back, you know, younger and younger in this life. And then, then he's like, okay, has her back when she's a baby. And then he's like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's see, you know, let's go back further to before mm-hmm. you're born, and it's like everybody's holding their breath, and all of a sudden she pops right, up. Right. <laughs> she pops up into a life uh, as a um, um, oh goodness, as a well, the, the oh shoot in the twenties with the Chicago oh. as a as a oh. dancer. You want those? Um, oh shoot, flapper. I just lost the a flapper. Thank you, that's the word. Yeah, the flappers. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, and they're just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> and she and she's completely the character. I mean, wow. totally. <laughs> and she's a mobster's wa- uh, girlfriend, and I mean the whole bit. I mean, nine wow. oh, whole bit. And they're just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, yeah, what just yeah, happened yeah. here. And so uh-huh. that's the beginning, and then they continue, you know, from there. Now the like it's like the Pandora's box has been opened. You know? Sure, sure. <laughs> so, so they proceed and and go through. Uh, like just to see what all you know over over several months. I mean, in weeks and weeks. I mean, they they work with her and over sessions and explore all of her lives. That she ended up having like five lives, which is not very many for a person. Back to wow. when she was created, and um, 
So they had all this information and all this wonderful stuff. And what I love about this, it ended later being uh, written, my mother wrote it into a book called Five Lives Remembered. And um, what I love about this book is all this information is... You know, they got back in this very first session, this very first person. She now got all recently in all of her convoluted universe books, you know, that she did this advanced material. I mean, they had live between lives. Um, They had they were contacting the subconscious, what we call the subconscious, but they didn't know what it was. You know, they just knew this this wonderful level of 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 a person that has all this information that right. is just so beautiful. And it's just like, it could, it knows everything. <laughs> you know? right, like, right. Oh my gosh. But they didn't know what to ask because it's, it was the only time they, it was the first time and only time they encountered it. They just didn't know what to do with it. And, um, and then they, um, you know, and they had God, they had, it's all this beautiful stuff. They also went to the future you know, mm-hmm. they were experimenting. They was like, I don't know what we can do. Let's just try it. You know, yeah. they went to the future. Wow. They went and they saw themselves. They had her look at herself in the future. They had her look at them in the future. You know, what were what were they doing and things wow. like that. So, so she actually, so this woman under hypnosis actually reported back what like your mother was doing in the future kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And that was oh, very wow. important. Because shortly after all of this, my father was in a very, very severe uh, automobile accident that that should have killed him. Um, And in fact, and the doctors kept telling her he's not going to survive. He's not going to survive. And she kept saying no. And she kept saying, no, he will survive. And the reason she was so adamant he would survive was because of that session, because she yeah. saw him in the future, you know, with wow. all these great grandchildren and great grandchildren around him you know, and stuff. And so and and that was what she was holding her, you know, her um, she was holding on to was that belief because she saw right. it. She's like everything she saw, you know. And so and he's like, well, if you believe it that much, you know, then, yeah. OK, maybe, maybe he has a chance. And, you know, and he he did. He pulled through and he did great. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Um, what a trip. Anyway, so that so was did she big- call out like what mm-hmm. did she kind of predict what would happen with your mom's career and so forth or? No, you, all she saw was that she just saw that. Oh, OK. They were in in a place in the country, very similar. It's like where we are, where we live mm-hmm. now. And um, okay, and that I think it was more for him because he was the one asking the questions. It was like, see, my gotcha. mother was in the background. It was like it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it was like right, my right. father. And so I think it was for him because that was getting ready to happen, probably. And right, nobody right. knew that at that time. Okay, so now. Now, fast forward, because he had a lot of recovery to go through. Um, so, and then now we're all, because that, when that happened, like I was like 10, 10 mm. or 11 years old, you know. So now fast forward to, um, you know, she, we, are all, we move here to Arkansas. We're in the country. We, um, you know, all these things we have to go through. My father's going through his recovery period because um, his, it was a very, very severe automobile accident. Um, yeah. And if you ever saw the pictures of the car, and we do have some of those in that book, you wouldn't know how somebody survived it. Uh, wow. That's how severe it was. But anyway, um, we, um, so we now we're growing up and we're getting through 
you know, through school and everything, and we're all leaving home, all the children are. And um, mm-hmm. so now mom's sitting here, it's like, well, okay, now what am I going to do? Empty nest syndrome. <laughs> okay. Right, <laughs> you know? right. And, and my father's kind of doing his own thing now. He's, he's, he's joining clubs within town and things, and he's kind of making a life for himself. And my mother's mm-hmm. like, well, what am I going to do? And so, yeah. and she's remembering back when they were doing all of this work. And she's like, you know, I really loved doing that. That was time travel. That was so fantastic because when they were going to these different time periods, this person was there and reporting things right from that time period. It was fantastic. And she loved it. And my mother is a total history buff. I mean, just absolutely history buff and loves doing that research. So um, she's like, I want to do that again. And um, and so she was went to my father and was like, well, do you want to, can we do it together? And he was like, no, he really was moving on. He was like, he wanted to take a different direction. And right. as far as make a life for himself. So she's like, well, this is what I want to do. And he's like, okay, that's fine. You go, you do it then. So yeah, she started yeah. studying the new, new, the new techniques that were out there, which with visualization. And, mm-hmm. um, and so then she started having sessions with a friend of hers. She kind of started meeting people and things. And, and someone knew the had was doing hypnosis with new techniques and and so she was able to start seeing how it was done and um and so then she was able to she's like okay i like that you know and but she my mother was just always asking questions you know yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know why does this work why does this not work i don't like how that feels so i think i can do it different i think i can do it better i mean i had then she had this other experiences you know and and so yeah. and then i was coming home on weekends I was going to nursing school at the time, and so I'd be I'd come home once in a while and stuff. And so she's like, "Well, here I'm learning this, and do you mind if I try this with you?" So I was her guinea pig, you know. And, uh, <laughs> so she's <laughs> so she's trying all these things with me, and as she's learning her technique, and she's you know trying things out, and so little by yeah. little she was getting you know more and more happening, and uh, so yeah. that's how she developed her own technique over time. Interesting. Yeah, and so before she knew it, she, you know, she was, you know, you know, she had people going into past lives. That was that was easy, really. Um, mm-hmm. And she was getting better and better herself, and they were going deeper and deeper. And um, you know, she just—it was just a lot of practice on her part. Right, and she right. She became became the master that she is. First, she's, you know, she's into the past lives and historical, and then mm-hmm. it gradually shifted to this other aspect where she's into, like, UFOs, and that happened because this local MUFON chapter was needing assistance. They're, they didn't have anyone to help them do research and help them with um, uh, what they called abductees, um, and so they were, they came to her, I mean, like, because they said they had psychiatrists and psychologists that would help them, and they would get them to this point where the person's on the craft, and then they didn't know what to ask, and all, and then right. and they, they actually kind of scared them, and and they just pulled them out of trance, and then and that actually hurts the person more than right. just leaving them alone altogether or or whatever. So, and so they came to her and they said, "Well, you're used to the strange and the unusual. Maybe this won't bother you." And she's like, "No, it won't bother me," you know, because she's just very very curious. And she's right, like, right. you know, so so she's Maybe like, "Maybe excite no, no. me." <laughs> exactly. And so um so she didn't tell them that she had you know that she just had you know she'd have to do a whole new technique for this. She'd have to figure it out. 
um, but you know, she just, she's like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's try it. And, and her first right. one was in front of this whole group, you know, of these, of this, these researchers and stuff. And here she is with a person she's never met, uh, with, with this whole group of researchers and, um, and she's trying a technique, uh, an adaptation of a technique, <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, but it worked beautifully. I mean, she, the person, you know, they, they go and, and she was on this craft and, um, and able to, to relay everything. Um, what starts happening eventually is, you know, the, a lot of times the person, you know, the ego part, the conscious part is, is scared because that's natural um, to be afraid of anything that you don't know. And so what she would do is just have that bypass and she would have them just ask, start asking questions of a being that's there. And what would happen many times then is the being would just start speaking directly through the person. And so, yeah. And, and what happened early on was they would go, yeah, this is the person we're supposed to talk to, you know, yeah, ask us, what do you want to, you know, they just say, what do you want to know? And she's mm-hmm. like, well, you don't ask me what I want to know. I want to know everything. <laughs> so, yeah, right. That's a so, loaded question. <laughs> absolutely. And so that's where, you know, she has several books on on yeah, UFOs, but her main one, the main one that came out of that was called The Custodians. And that's where, you know, it's just anything you'd want to know about them, their agenda, how they, you know, how, everything about them came from wow. that you know, that simple question what do you want to know <laughs> wow. so, yeah and so that that started this whole journey and then as you know she they were giving her all this fantastic information it started getting like higher and higher um, as far as concepts go and mm-hmm. then they started um, going into this like I said this higher nature um, and then this other thing started happening that she starts noticing. It's like, I don't think I'm talking to the, the ETs anymore. There was just something else happening there. And that's mm-hmm. when this shift, you know, just this shift happening. And first she was thinking it was still them, but it's like, no, this is something, it's a different feeling. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's where um, we started realizing this was this higher part. Higher self. That. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it was just a subtle shift that just started happening. And, and see, but it took the one to, to connect to the other. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then, then she realized um, after a while, oh, I can just call it in. And that's mm. that's how the QHHT really kind of was started. Born. She was, yeah, that's how it was born. Because then when she realized when she had that, you know, she could get answers to all their questions, all the people's questions, and she can get healing. Because when you have answers to things, you get healing. Right. Know, that's usually what things are all about. It's just, it's just, um, uh, they just need more information, you know, because right. when they have information, now they can go do something about it, and that brings about their healing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Very so interesting. That's the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how uh, quantum healing uh, hypnosis therapy was born then. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the evolution of it. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Very, very interesting <laughs> to hear the whole background. And, and <laughs> you know, oftentimes people think it's it's with so many people who are in the, you know, sort of public figure that there's some glamorous journey always. A lot of times it's just a lot of hard work behind the scenes and over time. Yes. And it's like, and then you're the overnight success, right? 
So, well, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Mom, Mom used to say that she was saying that so much. She said, you know, people saying they just found found me, and she goes, I don't know why. I've been around for forty years. You know. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's mm-hmm. it's everything in its season, and you're going to resonate with the mm-hmm. people and the teaching and the work that really is closest to your own. Uh, soul, I guess, right? Our soul family sort of stuff. And that's what I love about doing this show. It's like, yeah, the people that are meant to find it will find it. And those that don't, that aren't, won't. And it's, you know, it makes it really easy. And, you know, in someone's case like hers, it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And it seems to be uh, continuing to grow. And of course, with your, you're kind of carrying the legacy forward and, you know, keeping the story alive and even uh, sort of evolving the story with y- your own work, um, which uh, I suppose leads us into uh, your your book, Soul Speak. I would love to hear some uh, some insight into that. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted to add a little bit on what you were saying. It's like that the old parable, they always say the stu- when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I think that's yeah. what you were saying yeah, as far as the timing, uh, because so many people are still even now saying, oh, I just discovered her and I found out she's gone. She's passed. And it's like, and they feel so bad about that. And it's like, no, that you're, you're finding her at the right time. And many right. times they're finding her because she's on the other side, kicking them, going, "Hey, right, <laughs> right, right, right." You know, I've been, I've, yeah. I, I have two QHHT uh, practitioner friends, and both of them feel such a strong connection uh, to your mother. It seems like, uh, sort of, at least, like I said, two in my life that, and and I know the same is for you. Now, third, of course, as her daughter, but I, I found that interesting that they both sort of um, feel uh, her presence uh, in in the work that they're continuing and and that she's sort of uh, a guide in helping them from the other side. Do you see that yeah. a lot and hear that a lot from from practitioners? Oh, absolutely. Oh, so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. much. Wow. Yeah, it's like she is everywhere. In fact, that is one of the things that she said when she was passing. I, I heard her say, I can do much more on the other side. Wow. So Interesting. that was one of the reasons that she went ahead and left. Wow. What a great perspective for people. (laughs) What a great perspective for people who think about, you know, passing and the fear of it and what a different Mm -hmm. way of viewing it, right? Like, oh, Um, I can do much more. It's time for me to sort of give up this vehicle and expand. Yeah. Her vehicle was starting to limit her on this side. So she's like, no, I can do much more on the other side. Right. Right. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, tell us about your book. I'd love to hear some, some insight. Okay, yeah, Soul Speak, The Language of Your Body. That came about uh, from working with my mother. Uh, like I said, as she was getting, starting to work with this higher part, it was coming in with uh, messages. I mean, she was ha- have people come in for sessions, and they would have physical uh, issues going on, ailments, mm-hmm. diseases, all kinds of things. And she was, you know, she would be tapping into this, source of all knowledge, you know, this higher part, like, again, she didn't know what to call it. So she just started calling it the subconscious because she just, she didn't know what to call it. And so, uh, so anyway, she's tapping in. And like I said, she's just asking questions and, and, and at first they're just, they're just healing it. You know, they're just going, Oh, oh, it's gone. It's gone. And she's like, well, what? (laughs) You can do that. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. And then later, As as she kept that kept happening, then she starts asking questions. It's like, well, wait a minute. Well, what was why? Why did they have that? What was going on? 
you know? And so then we're getting information and they're explaining, well, this was here because... And we started finding out it's messages, you know, it's like this, this was all, it was, it was messages for the person uh, that, you know, cause the body is a beautiful, it's a wonderful biological machine that was mm-hmm. designed to never be sick, never have any aches or pains or illnesses and to live for hundreds of years if mm. we do not interfere. Yeah. And so when so if we are having issues, then it's just our higher self, our bigger part, just trying to get messages to us. It's our way of getting messages to ourselves. It's right. communication with ourselves f- is all it is. So right. that's, it's okay, a feedback that's in a mechanism. Nutshell. Exactly. That's so that's in a nutshell. Now how it came about was like like I said, she was doing these sessions. And then she would just come home and she'd be, she'd tell me what she was finding. And it's mm-hmm. like, and okay, with my nursing background, you know, I love the body. I, I just think it's the most fascinating machine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. And she was telling me this and it made so much sense in, in the oddest way, you know, because it's it because it does make sense. Everything is very literal. All the messages are very literal as far as when it goes to the body parts. Um, it may not, you know, they, they make sense. Like what I say is they they make sense in a non logical way. <laughs> it's, it's kind of right. once you start understanding how it works, it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, yeah, it does. It doesn't make sense in a medical way. It makes sense in a in a metaphysical way. Um, well, you know, medical. It's just like essentially, oftentimes it's treating the just the effect. Whereas, yes. you know, mm-hmm. in totally, especially Western medicine, right? And not yeah. giving no credence or thought even to the cause. It's like, oh, here's an effect. Let's put something on top of it. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. like, hmm, what about rooting it, getting it at its root? Exactly. And that's exactly what this does. It's like, what, what is it all about? What's causing this? Why, why is this here? What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> that's what you're trying right. to get at. So, right. um, so that's what she would do. She would come home and she would tell me about this. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that makes sense and stuff. And so I was just fascinated with that. I thought it was just really cool. And then we'd be mm-hmm. in classes teaching, you know, the the technique and teaching in the classes. And people in the class would start, she would talk about this, you know, the different parts and what they mean, you know, when they have illnesses in these parts, what she was starting to find. And yeah. the students were saying, well, do you have that in a book someplace? And she's like, no, no, I'm, no, I have this, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm just sharing this with you now. Well, as I'm in the back of the room uh, doing some other things and I'm hearing, I'm, I feel this tap on my shoulder, you know, uh-huh. and, I'm, I, and it's an etheric tap. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's like, and they're like, uh, this is your book to write. And I'm like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and so after the class, I, I went to mom and I'm, I mean, because I'm like, no, this is hers. I said, no, this is your book. And I said, so anyway, I told mom, I said, about what I got. And she's like, well, okay. And I said, well, wait a minute, but this is your material. How about we both write it? You know, maybe we write it yeah. together. And she's yeah. like, no, no, this is yours. I have other books I'm writing. This is your book. And I'm like, ah, darn it. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting pushed into the world. Oh, man, man, was I. And so, um, (laughs) 
anyway, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll I'll do it, I'll do it, and and I because I it was a, I could I mean it was legitimate. I hadn't I was getting messages back then. I mean I could hear things and stuff like that, but that was the first you know that was it was very noticeable. I'm like it's a tap. Right. It's like this is yours. It this was, is yours. You know. It yeah. was not that subtle. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Exactly, but I was not in a hurry. <laughs> I was not right, taking up right. my. My, my assignment very quickly. And, uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so I I'm a I'm a huge resistor and procrastinator, and right. um, and I just you know I'm like okay well at first I mean I mean I'd be sitting there I was like okay and I'd write notes and everything and then I just let it go and then the next class the same thing would happen people would be asking about is this in a book someplace what are you about you know all this stuff and then I'd the tap on my shoulder again and I'm like okay and I start making notes and, and I'm like, I, 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 yeah. Hear you, I hear you you know right. and then each time right, right. that tap that tap would get a little stronger a little stronger and wow. um, and I'm just like finally you know I mean and and I'm just dragging my feet. And then some people start, you know, they would start showing me books. I mean, then mom would talk on this, you know, and they ask her about, no, no, I don't have time to write a book. And she's like, Julia's writing. This is Julia's book. She's writing a book. So yeah. then they get all excited. And then they come to me and yeah. some people start showing me books already out there uh-huh. on this. And I'm thinking, cool. well, wait a minute. If there's already books out there, why do I need to write mm-hmm. a book on this? Right, well, right, 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 right. Oh, wait, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. The resistance <laughs> kicks in. Exactly. And so, <laughs> and, you know, and then, you know, I'm finding any reason not to write it. <laughs> so, so uh, and then, <laughs> again, I legitimately, I asked him, I said, and I finally did. I said, why? Why are you telling me to write this book if there's all these other books. Cause I, I went and I looked, you know, and I, there's a lot, there's several books out there. The, you know, the first one was Louise Hayes book and, um, mm. uh, yeah, you can heal your life. And, um, and that was a groundbreaking one for new thought. And that, but that was back in the seventies, yeah. I think. Um, right. But then there's, there's a lot, there's quite a few books out there and all these people kept bringing these books to me. And I'm just like, what's the point? And I, and I, I, right. I really was, I'll, I'll argue with them. I'm like, I don't get it. Why on earth are you telling me to do this? You know, and they said, and they finally answered, and they said, because, (laughs) and I really haven't ever looked, but they said, none of the others have a process, and it's very important that you have a process. They're all just showing you. They're just showing you what they all mean. And that's right. and there and some of them are really big and some of them are so so broken down into very, very tiny, intricate pieces that they're actually yeah. intimidating. Because I did look right. at that. I mean, I was, I was looking at them for that, and they're so I I mean, and me with my medical background, I was finding one book really intimidating. And I thought, oh my gosh, you <laughs> know. Um, right, I can't right. do I can't do a book like that. And and that was exactly right. it. It was intimidating me. And um, and they said those books are great for as resource books. But what yeah. does somebody do with a resource book? They put it on the right. shelf. You right. know, they said people need to understand the process. They need to understand that this all comes from inside. That you right. do this. The answers are from inside and they need to go to themselves to get the right. answer. And none of these other books show them how to do that. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they said, people have to understand the process. And that's what you're going to tell them. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do that. <laughs> so, uh, 
Well, okay. As soon as I figure out what that process is. (laughs) Exactly. And then I would do my other thing. I said, okay, fine. If you want me to write this book, then you're going to put the pen in my hand and you're going to give me the words to write. You're going to make it come out. I mean, I mean, I would do all that stuff. I resisted in every single way. And they're like, no, this is yours and you're going to do it. Right, right. right. but, But what I did find was once I started actually doing it, you know, actually uh, typing the words I did on the computer, once I actually put my effort into it, it did start flowing. They were there, and they did come through me, and they helped me every bit of the way, but they were not going to do it for me. When you say they, would you say they, are you referring to like guides? Guide, higher self, whoever was telling me to do this. (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. All of it, yeah. And so, because uh, I'm like, hey, you're telling me to do it, then you might as well do it for me. You know? like, right, right, like, right, no. right. No, Hence the, the name Soul the Speak, right? <laughs> so, but, um, but anyway, but yeah, so, th- so that's just for, there's somebody out there, I can feel it, somebody out there that needs that information right there. Because that was my thing. It's like, hey, if you're telling me, then... Uh, then you you can do it. You know? Right. <laughs> so. right. Uh, let me just read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, but, but they are there to help you every step of the way once you actually yeah. make the effort. Open to and it. Start doing yep. it. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And, and then it happened very quickly. Uh, and what actually got me off my duff to get it done was, mm-hmm. um, I mean, because I resisted. I mean, we're talking years years it took me wow. and finally they said okay you have one year wow one year to get this done and if you don't do it in this year we're giving it to someone else oh wow yeah and I'm this like, is the book oh. is title is ti- the title of the book is soul speak right and speak, w- when did it when did you mm-hmm. and when did you yeah. release it uh in 2013 february of 2013 Okay. It was actually published. So, mm-hmm. so they had to threaten you with taking it away for you to get, get off your butt and do it. If yeah. it essentially. Yeah, so now, so now, you, now you know what motivates me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was looking at sort of the content of the book, and I haven't had the pleasure of reading it yet, although I really want to. And I have someone in my own family who's uh, my brother-in-law has been dealing with um, – some really strange uh, like numbness and the doctors are like, Mm -hmm. well, we don't know what it is. It's like an autoimmune thing they think, or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so I think of him, I mean, he's having issues. Sometimes he'll like, can't feel his feet all of a sudden or hands Mm -hmm. or, and he'll trip over himself and it's really painful and annoying. And of course he's not quite as open, you know, coming from like a conservative Christian background. So it's, uh, it it might be a good Christmas present. (laughs) I can get him to actually (laughs) check it out, but you, you know, what, what are some of the, you know, uh, the tips or ideas or methods that you share? Maybe you can touch on briefly. I know, for example, the, there's this one technique you call light casting uh, that you cover in the book. Um, can, is there anything that you could share for anyone out there listening who wants like a, a little taste of what's what's inside of it? Okay, well, um, just as an example, like on your on your brother, um, mm-hmm. what, oh, brother what you yeah. do. Brother-in-law, okay, what you do is you look at the symptoms because that's that's where the message is. That's how your body's trying to talk to you, okay? Mm -hmm. And so what you were saying, I mean, you don't look at what the diagnosis is, what they're trying to diagnose it as because that's 
that's just them trying to put a label on it. You look right, at it's it, like a spirit. It's, it's a spiritual sickness, right? It, it, almost everything right. At, at some level. So how does a doctor really go there to the root? Really? <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to put a label on it so they can get paid by the insurance companies. Mm. That's it. That's mm-hmm, all that's for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're right. you're looking at the symptoms. How is it manifesting in the body? That's what the message is. That's where the message lies. So, okay. Um, and, and it's very helpful like if, to get his words because he, he'll tell you exactly when he tells you how it feels, that will really give you your message. Now, but, but from what you've said, and that's probably from what he's told you, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just use that as an example, if that's okay. And I'm just as an yeah, example yeah, to how this example. works, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, from, and you, you probably have some more to say. Uh, but just as far as what I'm hearing right now, he has numbness of the yep. feet. Yep. Yep. And it's, yeah, okay. numbness the, of the feet and, and the, hands. And, and even he'll have issues like sometimes where he can't, all of a sudden his feet or legs will go numb when he's driving or he'll trip when he's walking right. from it. And it's, it's very uncomfortable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and of course, you know, doctors are saying, no, we can't, we don't know what, what it is, you know? And so he's very frustrated and a lot of pain and discomfort from it. And, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, what, what to do? Okay. Okay. The, the, anything to do with the legs, uh, like the hips, the legs, the knees, ankles, anything with the, with all that, what, what do the mm-hmm. legs do? What, what does that part of the body do? Moves just, us, um, it, it moves us around, right? It's our exactly. transportation. Exactly. Transportation. It moves us from one point to another. Yeah. Okay. And they like to call those our, our locomotors. Our legs are our locomotors. Okay. They move right. us from anywhere. So anything to our do. Our Chevrolet legs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anything to do with this part of our body is something to do with our direction in life. Okay, and our movement in life. So, um, so there's something. It has something to do. The message has something to do with his movement, his direction, something about his his movement in life. Okay, interesting. Now it's interesting. It's interesting that they go numb and he trips. See, what I'm finding interesting, he's tripping over himself. That that's an interesting right. statement that you make. Yeah. So yeah, that is something right there. I think. That statement. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the hands going numb, that's something also. So, it could be something, because what do the hands do? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a trick yeah. question? <laughs> no, no, not a trick question. But, but, um, but yeah, they, they do. They, but they hold on. They hold things. Right. But, the other, but mm-hmm. they also, yeah, they are tools. They, they do things. And they, so they're, again, but they're, they're asking him, what do the hands do? There might be an answer from him as mm-hmm. far as how he sees his hands. Um, right. Um, so anyway, that, that could be another part of where, where this message is, but it has something to do with his direction and his, where he's going. So right. it's interesting. That makes a lot of sense to looking at his life. Oh, does it? Ah, okay. Well, yeah. fantastic. Okay. And see, and all you have to do, see, it's just a message. And once you understand the message and you mm. take corrective action, yeah, the message can go away. Right. It's not necessary See, anymore, right? Exactly. It's just like delivering mail. 
once you've right. delivered it and then the person has has you know acted on it well then okay it's done okay see right. so you no longer need that message and so that's where you get your miraculous healings you know this is how you can right. heal yourself well, that's the thing is there's messages. people that, you know, there's people that would hear this podcast and would be like, oh, man, this is a bunch of, you know, hogwash. This is, you know, uh, there's but the, the, the crazy, <laughs> the really crazy thing is, is those are the people that don't look at the evidence of like you're talking about miraculous healings. People were spontaneously yeah. healed from awful things who have doctors cannot mm-hmm. figure out what the heck is going on with them. They go into a past life regression and then they realize it's tied to a past life and all of a sudden they free mm-hmm. up that blockage, that energy. I mean, so it's, it's what's really crazy uh, is the people who judge it without really looking at the overwhelming amount of evidence that supports this line of thinking and, and the idea that it's all, it's all happening. You know, it's all like a, a, like you're saying, a message from spirit. It's all there. There, every, every illness is rooted in that, you know, that sort of spiritual side of ourselves, that spiritual dimension. Absolutely. And like you said, see, sometimes it can be coming from another life. And so that's where right. it's just a matter of finding out where it's coming from. And you just release right. it. And once it's released, it's, you know, yeah, it's not there anymore. So bingo. Heal. Yeah. So in your book, if he were to take <laughs> your book and, and read it, it, it would actually take him through the process of trying, mm-hmm. of working on himself to self-diagnose and to self-heal. Is that, is that correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. It takes you through the process. And the biggest part of the process is, yeah, it's just understanding the message. And if you, you know, it's understanding what these parts are about, and then that helps you understand the message. But the biggest part is just understanding to learn is how to talk to yourself, how to understand we are bigger than just our bodies, you know. Right. Because this is just, this is just the vehicle that we chose to be in for this time. And so it's understanding, first of all, that we are more than that. And then learning to speak to our this larger part of ourselves that's trying to talk to us. And in that process, then it's just asking, well, what is it you want me to know? Because it's trying to talk to us through the body. Well, it'll talk to you as directly, you know, it'll just talk just like they were tapping me on the shoulder and saying, Hey, this is your book. So they'll do that too. They'll just say, Hey, you need to go this way instead of the way you're going. You need to go do this. You need to go do the dream you had 50 years ago (laughs) instead of what you're doing now, you know, something, you know, it's something else he's supposed to be doing probably. So, you know, whatever. Okay. So that's what, that's what it's trying to do. And that's what the book does. It it gets you to tune into yourself, to get your messages and figure out how to, you can get them directly or you can better understand what your body's trying to say. Right. That's it. Very fascinating. Well, I think I just, I think I just clicked one, uh, one Christmas present off of the the Christmas list. So thank you for that. We're killing two birds with one stone on this, on this recording. Um, wonderful. But, uh, (laughs) and now, now one of, uh, of course my favorite topics, uh, to talk about on the show is I love hearing, um, stories from my guest of stories of synchronicity or serendipity or positive paranormal kind of story. And I know that's been sort of the story of your life, but I will point <laughs> out before I ask you for maybe a, a, a good story to share, uh, there's some, some 
interesting, you know, and you talked also just a moment ago about how, uh, you know, it's always, you're getting messages, you're getting messages from spirit about your body and what, what you need to focus on and what you need to pay attention to. Well, it's very closely related to like dreams and synchronicity. And they, these are sort of other methods. And speaking of synchronicity, I mean, the last episode I recorded of the podcast, the daily episode where, uh, our mutual friend, Erica, um, uh, joined me as a as a guest co-host we talked all about dreams well right when she she messaged me last night she goes oh well you're talking to julia in the morning her last episode on her radio show uh was all about dreams and and then the co-host i had right before that i realized at that moment when i was looking at your book title uh last week for the first time in six months was sue krebs who has soul speaking facebook page like with millions of followers so i'm like okay there's there's all kinds of synchronicity here and and uh it's pretty fascinating that you know you just did an episode on the same exact thing i just did an episode on i just had sue on now you're on so to continue the 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 magical synchronicity if you (laughs) wondered if you have something good to share uh, um, I, I didn't do anything on synchronicity, but I mean, that was, that's really cool that I see all that happens. You don't even realize it. So, yeah. wow. It's just a matter of paying attention. <laughs> like when you start, when Absolutely. you get into this kind of the, mm-hmm. the hyper state, uh, the state of like just paying such close attention to how the dots connect, which is essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what really distinguishes mm-hmm. humans fr- from other creatures and, and so forth is, you know, our keen sense of pattern recognition. And mm-hmm. when really this is just taking it to a new level. And when you start really noticing these patterns, that's when the synchronicity just starts opening up, at least for me in, in a very profound way. And from others, you know, I've seen and even a lot of listeners uh, of the show, it's like they sort of become more keenly aware of it. And as a result, it just opens up, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. Right. And it just opens up more and mm-hmm. more of this sort of uh, another way of communicating. Right. Uh, another way of us receiving communicate from from spirit or our higher self or whatever you want to call it. Right. And my friends, uh, we all we all now just make light of it because it happens so much, so much. I can't even pull an example out of the hat <laughs> so much. Right, but, right, right. But um, but we'll just look at it. We'll just say, well, of course, you know, that's just our saying anymore. When we see things happening, you know, and stuff, it's like, well, of course, did you expect anything else? <laughs> it's like, right, right. Yeah, just, it becomes like yeah. old hat, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, uh, my stories, um, cause, uh, you were also saying some, maybe some positive paranormal, yeah, um, anything so in that realm, of course I love, <laughs> um, well my, and I had to go, I was like, gosh, what, what can I think of? And I was thinking, this is so silly because, you know, my whole life has been on, you know, it's like I said, it's <laughs> right, when, you, when right. you live it, when you're around it constantly, you don't see anything. <laughs> Right. As unusual. (laughs) So um, I was like, well, maybe this. And so I don't know. I all I could think of is, I mean, I know I I have things happening all the time. But um, when I was little, uh, we lived in a haunted house in St. Louis, Missouri. And so I had a I had a ghost experience. So that was pretty cool. Oh, cool. I haven't heard gotten too um, many of those those stories. So I'm (laughs) I'm intrigued. Okay. Um, my, my story would be about a, a ghost. We, we lived in a haunted house in St. Louis, Missouri. And this mm, is when I was younger. And we, uh, see, we were, it was mom. Uh, my father was in Vietnam at that time. So it had been my mother and we had four of us, the four children. And, um, so I was at the, on this, this point, um, I was like upstairs in uh, taking a bath and, 
my two younger siblings were downstairs washing dishes. And mm-hmm. but in the bathroom door, it just kept coming open and then it would go closed, coming open and go closed. Well, you know, and I was like, I was yelling at them because I thought they were playing with the door because it was just like, right, right. it was something about this door. It's like if you would push it open, it would close on a mat, it would close on its own <clears throat> and stuff, but you right. had to push it open, you know, and stuff. And so I was yelling at them, you know, because they were playing with the door. You know how kids do. Right, right, right. And right. stuff. Yeah, and so and I'm yelling at them, stop it, you know, and everything. And anyway, the mom comes up there and she's like, you know, what's going on up here? And so are you, aren't you done yet? <laughs> everything. And so I'm like, well, you know, tell them to stop playing with the door. And she's like, they've been downstairs washing dishes all this time. <laughs> and, stuff, so, uh, and I'm like, um, well, then can you stay here <laughs> while I dry off real quick? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm huh. getting out of here. Because <laughs> it was apparently the ghost that was playing with the door. And, um, right. Uh, anyway, so so that was part of it. But then, uh, but apparently, this was a very protective ghost. Um, he, we called him a he. I mean, I don't know if it was or not, but um, we we actually end up calling him Herman. I think is what his name was, Herman or George. It was something like that. <laughs> um, but we ended up while we lived in this house. Um, we had a. It was burglarized one night, and this burglar apparently had been going down like like through the houses on this block. Um, but on this night, um, he had come in through the bedroom. Like the there's three of us. My my siblings. There are three of us in one room, and then my older sibling was in another room, another part of the house. Okay, he uh-huh. had broken in, and he came in through the window that the three of us were in, and then he went into my mother's bedroom and took some things out of her room, like some jewelry wow. or something up there, and. Then he went back out through our room and he was like, and he went through between like between some beds. It was like just a foot, you know, uh, mm-hmm. opening there, like a, a place and, um, and, and went out. Okay. And none of us ever woke up. And it was like, wow. and he was doing all this stuff. He's yeah. fortunate that uh, that's all he was doing. Right. Was just taking stuff. <laughs> right. Well, when um, the on- when we did wake up, the only reason we knew anything happened was there were some things on the floor. There was some jewelry, and you know there was some stuff on the floor. Well, when they came to investigate, well, that's one of the things that they that they realized. I mean, it's like you know they they was like that's how they they were looking at it, and they said, um, well, it was very fortunate that you didn't wake up because this person was known for, you know, if people did wake up, he was known for throwing battery acid in their face. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and then we, we felt like because there was some stuff on the floor, like he had dropped it. It's like, we felt like maybe something scared him and he left very quickly. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. So we think our ghost probably, came out, right. Helped you out. <laughs> yeah exactly so that was that was our you know our like my positive my ghost story um, wow and then, yeah and then my i have one other thing um and this has to do uh kind of the, with the light casting is when i was first learning to work with this this is the the energy work um, that you talk about I, in your book right the technique right, uh-huh. yeah well okay. this is yeah, this is something else. Actually, it's it's, it's energy work um, that I was doing. Um, okay, it's kind of yeah, it's it's just something else that you can do. Anybody can do this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just learning how to do it. And I was going to psychic fairs with this group of people and uh, to work on people. And 
I was, uh, I went into the hotel. I was just going in to set up our room, you know, just get our, to, to get our room. And I was at the front desk and the person behind the desk, uh, I mean, they were, they were getting all the things ready and everything. And the person behind the desk was talking to someone else behind the desk. And she just made a comment and she just said, gosh, I've got such a headache today. And I was just being silly, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. cause she'd already asked me, she said something about, well, why, you know, are you here for the, you know, the, the show fair. or something? And uh, yeah, exactly. And I was just like, yeah, I'm one of the vendors, blah, 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 you know, and stuff like that. And so and I was just being silly. And when she said, I have such a headache, I just waved my, I bit my hand almost like a sorcerer, you know, does their hand at someone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I right, did right, my right. hand at her and she just, she went, she did her head back. She was just like, oh my gosh, what did you do? And I'm like, you wow. felt that? <laughs> wow. And she's like, and then she goes, oh, my headache is gone. I'm like, wow. oh my gosh. And I'm looking oh, at my hands. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so, yeah. So it's like, that was like, wow, this stuff is real. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, and okay. So here's my take on this. And you tell me what your thoughts are. It's like when you have someone in a susceptible state and there's sort of that disbelief suspended. And in the moment you're doing that act, you're doing it in a playful, you know, almost silly way. It sounded like, but for her she's the perfect candidate who's already open to some degree in in her in in her mind she's thinking oh wow something real important is happening like this is this is serious and because of of that it's like it's like a self-healing to some degree right i mean that's sort of my theory with you have these these well-known healers like john of god and you know and then you even take people who are performing like illusions and things that seem beyond like okay what is david blaine's magic trick there i talked about that recently is it just (laughs) because he suspended disbelief enough and you expect it to come out a certain way that it comes out a certain way and i you know that's sort of my uh you know who who will ever really know uh what's at work but uh um, you know, it just seems like uh, a, a ripe situation for someone to suspend disbelief long enough to all of a sudden it's, it's, it, you know, you sort of played, played the part, mm-hmm. right? So that she could absolutely. heal herself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was just, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is really cool. What a, yeah. And what that, a fun and that's story. Really what, yeah. And that's really what, what I think I, I, that's what I always want people to take from everything is this is really cool. Don't be afraid yeah. of anything. Just this is cool. What else? What's next? Right. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, would any of it be any stranger than the fact that we're here at all? Right. That's what I always say. It's yeah. like, you know, when you mm-hmm. get so stuck in your ideas about, no, this is what's real and this is what's not. And here's the real world and realist. And it's like, uh, do you understand how bizarre the situation in which you find yourself in is? <laughs> I know you've yeah. gotten used to it, but let's think about it. You're on a spaceship hurtling through following a comet and like this, this fiery ball through the cosmos spinning around it you know and the fact that everything that you see is is illusory is a light projection it's like Mm -hmm. is any of it in everything that we've believed or so many things that we believe to be fact and solid you know this and that ends up being shown not to be that way uh at a later point so how people still 
you know, get stuck on their idea of, of <laughs> quote unquote reality and are closed minded to this stuff, I'll never understand. Um, I, now I think a, a, for, mm-hmm. a, a sense of healthy skepticism is good. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the reality is when you really start opening yourself up and exploring a lot of these things, there's just so much evidence that there's something to it all. Right. Absolutely. And like you said, yes, a healthy dose of, dose of skepticism is always good. You know, you, you right. because there's so many people out there trying to to take people <laughs> trying to and trying yep, to yep. do something. But um so you always want to have that there. But but yes, oh my gosh. And and, I, and and everything beyond everything else, you always have that to fall back on is it's just an illusion. Right. <laughs> it's, right. Everything's an illusion. So yep. You are in the dream. Speaking of dreaming, like you are Mm -hmm. the dreamer and the dreamed all rolled into one, I would say. Yes. It's like. Yes. Mm -hmm. The dreamer dreams the dream. (laughs) The dreamer dreams the dream. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Erica uh, wrote that in the message when she was talking about your show that as something that you had said. So I'm glad you you (laughs) shared it again because that's really cool. (gasps) Yeah, it well, was, it was d- like, yeah, which one's real? Which one's the reality? Which one's, you know? Right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Julia, I feel like I could pick your brain for a lot longer in this dream, but I know you have other dreams to get to. So I will uh, conclude for this this uh, wonderful session with you. It has been such an honor. What is the best place for people to connect with you? On your website? Well, well thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brandon, for having me. This has been a blast. I've so enjoyed it. But yes, the best place, um, they can get me on the, the my Facebook page, which is uh, Julia Cannon Soul Speak, or on my web page, which is juliacannon.com. Okay, okay. And then also, you do a weekly radio show, which we didn't talk too much about, but mm-hmm. just to, to kind of plug that out there so people can sure. tune in. Sure, that's the Metaphysical Hour, uh, and that's on bbsradio.com. So that's every friday night at at seven o'clock central okay Um, and then they can also hear it as a recording uh -hmm. released as like a podcast uh recording after the fact correct correct and those uh archives are kept on the doloriscannon.com website excellent excellent well um Let's see here, Julia, I will like to ask you one more question. I always open with the same question and end with the same question. Um, In 60 seconds or less, what is the meaning of life according to Julia Cannon? (laughs) Oh, the meaning of life is to have experiences and enjoy them as much as you can. So Mm. be all you can be and and just, yeah, be you and be here Mm. having those experiences. I love that. I love that. Julia, such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to, we'll have to circle back around and do this again sometime. And until then, journey well. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, everyone, that concludes this week's interview episode. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please Take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, Your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. 
Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, as you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.